play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. For Christ's sake, will somebody get me out of this plastic box? This is episode number 23. We're going to recap last week's picks, and we got a lot, of to- lot to talk about today. We're going to uh, obviously recap the Saints game, uh, make our picks for the national championship game, the divisional round of the playoffs, and then we're even talking a little XFL football as they have come out with their uh, official rules, and it's uh, interesting to say the least. So... We'll address the elephant in the room before we get started. Um, the Saints didn't get it done. 13-3 and three with a wild card round exit. First, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really hurt. I, I handled it a lot better than in years past. Um, I didn't get mad. Well, I got mad, but I didn't show that I was mad. I didn't curse. I didn't throw anything. I didn't punch shit that I shouldn't be punching. Um, I'm not going to lie. The Minnesota miracle year, a part of me died that day. It did. A piece of me died that night. I cried real tears. Um, The no call, I don't know which was worse. Um, I didn't react the same way as the Minnesota miracle year because obviously, I mean, we had a potential $30,000 worth of winnings to be won on the Minnesota miracle year that I watched Stefan Diggs fucking high step down the sideline and, uh, step on that. But, um, this year, I mean, we, I guess my, I want my official statement to be on the game. Um, we, we did not, we lost that game. Minnesota did not win that game. We lost it. We played probably our worst game this season. Other than the, the other than the Atlanta game, um, we didn't deserve to win the game. With that being said, that was an offensive pass interference on the last play of the game. Did we deserve to win? No. They beat us. Actually, uh, no, they didn't even beat us. We beat ourselves. We lost the game. But that does not take away from the fact that that was a penalty. I see a lot of people on social media saying, "Who cares? You're making excuses." No, it's a penalty. The flag should have been thrown. Back them up. They're kicking a field goal. And we're going down with a chance to win the game. Terry McCauley, the old NFL referee, is on Twitter, and he was saying immediately, that's offensive pass interference. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So everybody's saying that we're complaining again. It, it's another year. Another year surrounded with controversy of a no call. So, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on the uh, the whole situation? Yeah, the Saints were dominated at the line of scrimmage on uh, basically both sides of the football, especially in the first half. Uh, Their offense was able to um, run for a lot of yards. In the second half, the defense stepped up, um, but the offense for the Saints never really got rolling. And I see a lot of people wanting to shed light on how bad the Saints played more than they want to shed light on the missed call at the end of the game. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't as nearly as bad as last year's missed call. No, not but, at all. But um, same result because mm-hmm. you're eliminated on a on a missed call, and you have to realize that week in and week out, 
Sometimes teams play bad games, but that's expected. What you don't expect is for the officials to control the outcome of the game on the final play by missing a call two years in a row. Uh, and if, if you remember back to last week, um, San Francisco versus Seattle Seahawks, yep. there was a missed pass interference call on their yep. final drive of the game that would have gave the Sa- Seattle Seahawks a first and goal at the one-yard line. And, and we wouldn't have even been playing on wild if, card. If weekend. the Seahawks would have scored in that situ- hypothetical situation that did not happen, Saints wouldn't even been playing, would have had a home game this week. So the officiating, that's the story for me. The officiating has been terrible for the NFL all season long. It's been that way the last two years. It's been that way for years. I've talked to a lot of people, and um, the NFL is – it's really taken a hit. I know the viewership is up for, for this past week, though. But um, most people I talk to, man, when and that listen to the podcast uh, have become far more interested in uh, college football this yeah. year than, than, than the NFL. I mean, I know the LSU's having a um, yeah, that plays into phenomenal it. season, and uh, most of our listeners are from Louisiana and like LSU. But the Saints – Having a great season too, but for me, I used to be a a great Saints fan, and I'm not gonna lie to you. If if we didn't do this podcast, I wasn't gonna be watching the NFL this year because of because of the missed call last year. And then after you seeing something not the same, but the same outcome, being losing on the last play of the game for a call that you think would have been reviewed. I mean, the NFL to me, I hate them really, really, really a lot. I do too, and I to me. I wouldn't care if if they went under tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, they they called the offensive pass interference in the Philly and uh, Seattle game, and it was not even close to egregious, as egregious as Kyle Rudolph's offensive pass interference. I mean, if you look by the letter of the law, if you look what that rule states, it's the offensive player gaining an advantage, full extension of the arm, pushing the defender away. I'm not knocking P.J. Williams. Everybody's bashing P.J. Williams. I didn't feel like he played a bad game. He should have had an interception that game. He was had good coverage, almost had a pick, and he was right there. Rudolph pushed off. That is a that is a penalty. There needs to be a flag thrown. Everybody knows it. Everybody said it. But at the end of the day, the flag wasn't thrown. Al Riveron, stupid ass, is saying that Fox did a great job. They gave us every angle we needed, and – we stayed consistent with the call on the field. So you're not saying that it's not a penalty. You're just saying you stayed consistent with the call on the field, which is a cop-out. That's just that's a joke. That, what was the rule put in place for? Because there was such an egregious call, or no call, and you stayed with the call on the field. So you put in this rule to make sure that that didn't happen again. And then exactly a calendar year later, the same situation, we're going to stick with the call on the field. Well, what did we put the rule in for? Exactly. And um, it's not just Saints fans that should be uh, frustrated. It should be football fans everywhere because yeah. – It's going to happen to you too. So everybody um, on Twitter talking all that shit and laughing about the situation and this and that, it'll happen to you too. So just wait. There's people that aren't Saints fans, a lot of um, uh, sports media people out there that are calling for the rule to be reassessed again. Because this year we've seen inconsistent inconsistencies in the uh, what's overturned versus what stands, and I know it's such a subjective rule, but come on, there can't be there can't be uh, a guy getting mugged 
like in uh, some situations that the call just stands as a no call and then you have something stupid like a guy grabbing, barely grabbing a jersey or something that gets called. To me, the officiating has been inconsistent for the NFL and it's getting worse and worse. I don't know why it's yeah, getting so bad. It's not that hard. It's but, uh, yeah, they definitely need to address that situation. I don't like the NFL. Uh, I haven't for the past year. This year, is to me, the NFL, I really don't watch a lot of the games. I watch the Saints games because we do a podcast that focuses on New Orleans sports and sports betting. But other than that, dude, I don't really watch the primetime games. Yeah, I mean, I don't really blame you. I mean, there's no consistency. The integrity of the game is definitely in question. The NFL says they're going to assess the officiating uh, dilemma at the end of this year. If Al Riveron's not gone, that's going to really rub me the wrong way. Al Riveron is a waste of space. Um, go sell insurance or something, you fat piece of shit. Go do something else because you're worthless. He doesn't do anything to assist the game in any way at all. He should not be in charge making these decisions. Yeah, so. and another thing to mention is um, professional bettors out there are legitimately becoming concerned with the legitimacy of the NFL. No, yeah, they should be. Because it doesn't seem like it's legit. Mm-hmm. If this, Luckily, the outcome of the game in this situation for bettors did not really have an um, effect on the point spread and whether or not. Yeah, that eight. But yeah. The Los Angeles Rams game did. Yep. Um, no, I know. It, and then the Seattle game last week had um, oh yeah affected the point spread. I mean, it's been calls that have been made all year that sway games towards the point spread because the penalties are so significant in a lot of cases, especially with how many personal foul penalties there are mm-hmm. now. No bind side block. Illegal double team block on a kickoff. Um, I know. It's a joke, dude. There's so many 15-yard penalties, and the NFL is such a competitive league that 15 yards is huge. can decide which way this game swings, especially in terms with the point spread. No, I mean, yeah. Vegas is an idiot. Mm-hmm. No, I know. You know it's going to be close when it comes down to the end usually, and if if a call's made or if a call's missed, it could a- affect the outcome of a game, and it has numerous times this year, and that's why a lot of people are becoming concerned with whether the NFL, you know, you can trust to bet on it. I don't really like to bet on it. No, I know. I mean, I, I had a lot of success betting on the NFL last year. It's no secret. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting at 45, 46, and 4 right now. I mean, I'm not saying the officiating is the reason why I'm hovering around 500, but there's been a lot of games that, like Nick said, has been decided by the officiating, and that's not the way it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be decided on the field. So not whether or not a whistle's being blown or not. Just call a fair game. Call it the right way. Make the calls that everybody knows should be called. Everybody knows that was offensive pass interference. So did we deserve to win that game? In my opinion, no. I'm not sitting here making excuses. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying any of that. So Nick's getting a uh, Sports Center update. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not making those excuses. But we got to get that phone on silent. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, everybody who's trying to like brush that under the rug and act like that's not a big deal. That is a big deal. That was a foul. That was a penalty. It should have been called, and it definitely influenced the outcome of the game because they're probably settling for a field goal there, and you're putting the ball back in Drew Brees' hand to go down and win the game. With that being said, um, like Nick said, it started with the offensive line. For me, Andrews Pete, he's got to go. You got to go. He got manhandled 
on numerous occasions. Uh, he, that, that was the main focal point, uh, for me, the offense could not get in a rhythm. Drew Brees did not have time to do what he does best. Um, I felt like that was what really messed it up from the start. We couldn't get going. Uh, Latavius Murray only getting five carries. I mean, can we learn from our past mistakes? Look at the Atlanta game. Feed him the ball, dude. I think he's averaging five yards a carry. He was finished. He was falling forward, running hard against his old team. Give him the ball. What are we doing? Third and one, we're running jet sweeps to Kamara. Uh, the, the play calling was suspect. Drew Brees' interception was fucking terrible. Terrible to let them go down and get points before the first half. Throwing in a double covered Ted Ginn, who, if we want to get technical, probably got pass interference. Uh, if you go, oh uh, yeah, that that was pass that interference. was pass interference as well. But that doesn't that doesn't excuse. That was a terrible throw. No, it was a bad decision. And what you said about the play calling, that's a thing that a lot of people have talked to me about, asking me what I thought about the play calling. Yeah, it wasn't good. Latavius Murray was getting close to five yards a carry. Feed him um, the ball, he man. didn't get the ball enough. Uh, you think that they will want to get him the ball playing his old team? That's a little bit of extra motivation. He's gonna finish the runs hard. Yep, he was one shoestring tackle away from breaking. The uh, I remember, run. yeah, gone. There was nobody on the left side of the field. He's gone. He's high stepping into the end zone. If he yeah, breaks one Harrison thing, Latavius, Latavius Murray, uh, underrated with his top end speed he's a he's a oh, fast definitely. runner yeah definitely that's why when we signed him that's why i said he's not that much of a downgrade from mark ingram everybody wasn't very happy about it but uh he's proven when he was getting lead lead uh back carries he was going for over 100 yards each game um he's a quality running back so but yeah so the interception uh was terrible they go down and score before the half we drive back down and will lutz one of the most accurate kickers in the league Misses a field goal right before half. I was so mad. I knew it was going to come back to haunt us, and that was the difference between kicking a field goal to tie it up and send it to overtime or kicking a field goal to win the game. Drew Brees' fumble, very uncharacteristic like you we were talking about. Um, I mean, I, I just want to say, everybody who's saying that Drew Brees needs to retire now, you're a moron. He threw 27 touchdowns and four interceptions in the regular season. He had the third-best quarterback rating. He had a bad game because the offensive line did not give him time. He's the most accurate quarterback of all time, and he proved to us this year that he's still a top-three quarterback in this league. If you think that him retiring is going to benefit us, if you think we hand the keys to Teddy Bridgewater is going to do us, is going to benefit us more than Drew Brees staying around, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I think that's ridiculous. I think – uh Drew Brees has proven that he can still play quarterback in this league. Uh, speaking first on on the fumble, uh, when Drew Brees was strip sacked, to me, um, looking at the end of that play, it looked like Drew Brees was upset with one of the the offensive players. It yeah. looked like a miscommunication, actually, and I think that's why he wasn't. He thought he was going to be able to get rid of the ball to an open player. He clarified that in the post-game press conference, actually. Um, I heard conflicting stories. I heard one that it was Thomas who ran the wrong route, and then I also read that it was Ginn who ran the wrong route. So I don't know who it was, but it was one of the two. But, yeah, he did say that uh, it, it, the ball was supposed to already be out of his hands. Yeah, it was, and, and you could tell. I mean, he's not a guy. That, he he's, protects the ball better than anybody mm-hmm. in the league uh, w- with regards to fumbles and um. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just a tough situation for the Saints hands all around. I mean, I think they came into this game a little bit uh, messy. Yeah. Uh, you had a lot of jibber-jabbish on the sideline. You had a lot of miscommunications in this game between Lat- Drew Brees did, and the receivers. Lattimore did not play a good game. I'm a very big Lattimore advocate. Um, he did not play a good game. He did not show up. So I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But Marcus Williams does what he does best, and he takes out Saints players. And Mark and Lattimore uh, was not in there on that last drive in overtime because he got his ankle rolled up on and probably got a concussion due to a helmet hit from uh, our – starting safety and Marcus Williams. So then P Rob's in gets lost on Adam Thielen, gets him down to the three yard line. And then we know what happened from then. Um, Marcus Williams is another guy for me. I'm done with Marcus Williams. I think I really do. I know he led the team in interceptions. His interceptions were not, he, he did. I mean, he had some good plays, but he doesn't do, he's just not doing enough for me. I really don't think, I don't know where you're at with Marcus Williams, but he, he didn't show up in this game. You didn't hear his name called once, which, I mean, you could look at that as a positive, but they were moving the ball on us. He didn't make a play. Um, I, I don't know. I, I He's done more harm than good. I mean, he has. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you look at it, the Saints did not play good uh, in their secondary for the most part. But um, to me... You know, I was really angry at P.J. Williams for that last play, even though he got interfered with. Mm-hmm. There's just so it, – it it drives me nuts about how many um, professional football players play with bad fundamentals. Um, he was in position to make a play even with, with a push-off. Dude, you got to turn your head around. Yeah. Once his eyes light up, it's not hard to see, mm-hmm. and his hands go up – you have to turn your head around and defend the ball. That's the easiest way to defend the ball. You don't want to bl- try to block it without looking. Yeah. Y- you got to turn your head around in that situation. They threw up a jump ball, 50-50 ball. Yeah, I know the guy's big, but look, you, 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 you got to play it a little bit better. No, I agree, but in his defense, Rudolph's got six inches and like 80 pounds on him, and he, uh, I felt like he did push off and gain a, a significant advantage. Um but, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. you got to turn around and try to high point the ball and at least get a finger on it, do something. I mean, I don't know. It, it's a problem. It's not just him. It's it's a problem you see a lot of times where the ball's been thrown, and a lot of times if the defender would turn around, yeah. it'd be an interception. Oh, yeah, there's a ton but of times no, where they're they in position. But, no, they just, like, they're, fa- they're guarding somebody 25 yards downfield. The, the route's probably not going to break off <laughs> right there. Yeah. No, I get what you're it's saying. It's about field awareness. Uh, some players have it. Some players don't. And and you just like to see uh, him. Granted, I was angry, but it was before I saw the replay. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you, you just don't like to see a jump ball and your player not looking for it. So Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they beat us in our home stadium. Um, another game surrounded by controversy but like I said I handled this one I handled this one better than years past um I don't know if I'm just getting used to being let down getting used to the heartbreak um I mean I'm hurt man don't let me don't let me fool you I uh 
I probably went two days. I don't know, whatever, two, three days. I didn't change my clothes. I was in a little depression, you could say. Maybe not three days, but I mean, it was a little while. I'm not going to lie. I was driving around aimlessly. Um, that's what I told Nick. I went to the movie theaters three days in a row. I didn't know what to do with myself, but. Yeah, with regards to Drew Brees, he's coming, you're, you're he's an coming idiot back. if you think that uh, we should move on. You're just a total idiot. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, what all this all this guy has done for us, and you're gonna throw him under the bus after one bad game, Look, and, and it's not even that. If he if he didn't if he wasn't able to perform, I wouldn't sit here and say we ride or die with him. We ride him to the grave. No, if he wasn't able to perform, I would say all right, it might be time to move in another direction. But he's doing it at the highest level. He's a top three quarterback in this league. Twenty seven touchdowns, four interceptions, after tearing ligaments in his thumb. And he's coming back with he's got 116 quarterback rating. I mean, y'all need to y'all need to reassess your thinking. Yeah, if you Drew think Brees the problem. to me, if anything, Drew Brees is getting better. Yeah, aging like make fine no, wine. Make no mistake, because 27 touchdowns, four interceptions, missing five games, completing the season with uh, a 116 quarterback rating. Coming back, not missing a beat. I mean, look, Drew Brees, hands down. Um, is is the best quarterback that's never won an MVP. He's the best player in the NFL that's never won the MVP, and he probably the chances are is that he's never going to win it. But um, yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah, it just goes down. I mean, look when you when you look at his stats, he's going to be leading. I know Brady said he's coming back. I well, expect fuck Tom Brady. I expect Drew Brees to come back. I don't think Brady's going to be able to catch Drew Brees as long as they're nope. both still playing. Um, nope. But, yeah, if you think Drew Brees uh, is not good or that we shouldn't sign him again, you're you're an idiot because you don't know football. he's gotten better as he's gotten older. Uh, he's gotten better uh, protecting the football. He used to consistently throw double-digit interceptions. Yeah, every year. Consistently. And now it's like – The past two years of under five, I think. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm like. I'm Like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, it's not rocket science. This guy's not the problem. He's the best quarterback of all time, if you're asking me. He's going to get re-signed. Part of me would really hope that he takes a pay cut, do a little taunt, take a page out of Brady's book, take a pay cut, let us go surround you with some more weapons, and let's go win the damn thing, man. We've been there the last three years. We've been knocking on the door. That's what I tweeted out earlier today to the Hootat Nation. Our day is coming, Okay. We're going through the dark days right now, but it's just going to make you appreciate the great days a little bit more. Our day is coming. We're going to watch Drew Brees ride off into the sunset with multiple Lombardi trophies, and that's all there is to it. I've been dreaming about it for three years now, and it's coming. I don't care what anybody says. Speak it into existence. Have faith. I mean, this the trials and tribulations, it's going to make the, the end goal that much better. Our day is coming. And that's all I got to say on it. Yeah, Tom Brady lost. Off a of pick six. Yeah. And guess how many points they scored? 13. Probably went home and open mouth kissed his son on the lips. So I, I'm I'm riding with Drew. I'm not riding with Brady. I'm sorry. Brady looked like shit this year. Not Drew. You give Drew that defense? I mean, and I don't want to harp on the defense either because the last three playoff games, the defense has had like under 25 points scored on them. Yeah, look, if, the if defense you, played well enough for, for us to win that game. It's on the yeah, offense. If, if the defense didn't play well in the first half, they allowed 86 rushing yards to Delvin Cook in the first half. You, 
And I don't think he got to 100. Nope, he didn't. He missed it by like a yard or two. <laughs> yeah. And on um, the flip side, first drive, they get you the ball. First, say two plays in, they get you the ball. And we come away with a field goal. Yeah. I put on Twitter, I said, red zone efficiency is going to be big. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, looking forward to the national championship. This red red zone uh, defense for Clemson, something yep. serious. So. I know. But they haven't played anybody with the name Burrow yet. So we're going to see how that goes. But all they right. Are so with a ranking, basically. Give me a. Uh, Give me one player you'd like to see the Saints draft in the first round. Or give me the player you think they're going to go for in the first round. I tell you what, man. It wouldn't um, bother me at all if the Saints could trade up and uh, draft Jordan Jefferson. I mean, uh, really? Justin Jefferson. Really? Look, I seen a mock draft where Justin Jefferson was going number 15 to the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that uh, scouts are going to like Jordan Jeff- uh, Justin Jefferson. There have been so many Jefferson. Jordan Jefferson – Sucks. Justin <laughs> Jefferson is very good. Um, See, so you think? I he, think we need receive. You have to address. Uh, you we take, need another receiver. You would take Jefferson over T. Higgins. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I love Justin Jefferson, but I don't know how good he's going to be in the NFL. I think he's going to be good. He's a very yeah, good route runner, and he's uh, good after a catch too. Yeah. Uh, no, he I, is small. He is a little bit on the smaller side that, in terms of weight. That I think is what is swaying me. I just kind of have a gut feeling about it. But you it, look but at that a guy like DJ right. Chark. Yeah, no, no, that's smaller a good point. than just, uh, Jordan, uh, Justin Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, that's a good I'm point. Sorry, if you if you're not an LSU fan, you got to realize there was years where we just kept saying Jordan Jefferson's name because of how bad we wanted him not to be our quarterback. <laughs> and now it's imprinted into our head and now I can't get it out. And I'm sorry for that, but, um, the Jefferson family repaid us though. with yeah. uh, A very quality wide receiver, uh, who had five touchdowns in the first half. So, or four touchdowns in the first half, uh, should have been five borough worst throw of a season overthrew him. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, I, he wasn't really on my radar. I don't know why. I just kind of – it's a gut feeling. I think he's very good. He's a very good college receiver, and he very well could turn out to be a very quality uh, NFL wide receiver, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what what it is that's throwing me off. I hope he turns out to be a stud, so I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to tell you right now, if I was an NFL GM, I would have probably won five or six Super Bowls because I would have drafted <laughs> nothing but LSU players. <laughs> And then I would, if LSU players were gone, I'd draft an Alabama players. And you look at it, yeah. dominating. I think it's the top two colleges in uh, in terms of players that they oh, put yeah, out into yeah. the NFL. Without a doubt. All right, so T. Higgins or Henry Ruggs? Oh, I don't know. These are hard. These are hard. I know. It's tomato, tomato. Henry Ruggs is a stretch the field kind of guy, though. He's a deep ball guy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who I would go with, to be honest. I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm very interested to see if there's anything the Saints have proven us in these last three seasons is that they know what they're doing when it comes to the draft. They have drafted quality players. you got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson stepping in, playing a, having a hell of a rookie season, man. I, I really like that dude. You saw him crying after the game. That's just straight. That's straight passion. People were hating on him for crying. You're hating on a guy for leaving his heart out on the field. Like, go look in the mirror, you piece of shit. Yeah, or you can even look at, um, I mean, I don't know what the Saints picks are, are like if they have a what, second, third rounder. I don't think rounder. we have a second rounder this year. 
But uh, co- defensive back is definitely another area yeah. we could address because um, mm-hmm. we need a guy opposite of Lattimore. I know we signed. You don't think we keep Jenkins? Jenkins shut oh, we, down Stephon Diggs. We might have to restructure. I mean, he's due for $11 million this year. Um, yeah, that's a little much. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, we'll yeah, see. It was just a tough – it's a tough way to to end the season on a game that – not many people expected to really be that not that no one expected that's it what to I go said to that's overtime. what I said before we started recording I said we play them again we beat them by 14 no doubt in my mind we beat them by two touchdowns I we're the better team top to bottom we played our worst game of the season and we still almost won we were very close to we were a coin toss away from winning that game so I mean we didn't deserve it I'm not going to sit here and say we deserved it we did not deserve it but we played our worst game of the season by far and we still almost had enough to pull it off so but whatever it happens um I was struggling for a few days with the fact that got to do it all over again man I go to the training camps um, I'm sitting out there in the heat thank God they got the uh the overhang now on the bleachers so I don't have to get the back of my neck sunburned the shit um but gear up do it all again. So that's what uh, comes with being a damn Saints fan, I guess. Heartbreak. Um, but all right. Well, we'll move on. We'll recap these college picks real quick. We had a very good um, final week of bowl season. Uh, overall, I went 10 and 5. Nick went 11 and 4 with our games differing on the Utah and Texas game. I think that was the only one we picked opposites, right? Yeah. Yeah. Utah, you suck. Uh, Texas did very well. Utah sucked. But uh, we'll start with my big easy bet of the week for college was Auburn minus seven. Bo Nix fucking sucks. Bo Nix is never going to be good. Uh, I hate Bo Nix. I, I, he sucks. He shouldn't have got freshman of the year over Derek Stingley. I don't think Bo Nix will be a national championship quarterback like a lot of people are predicting he has the potential to be. Uh, he's just yeah, not. They're out of their damn mind. He's not good. He's just because not good. I said it weeks ago. I, at first, I said, "All right, you got to give the freshman time to to show something." But it was one. What game was it where he missed that that throw in the flat? Uh, Georgia. Yeah, it was the Georgia yeah, game. I, I had Georgia. Auburn. I had Georgia. And then he misses a wide open guy in a flat that on potentially what could have been the game tie and drive. Yep. And I said it right there. I said, "Okay, I know the moment's big, but." Uh, when you're throwing the ball to someone that's less than ten linear yards mm-hmm. away from you, you got to be able to throw it straight to <laughs> yeah, him. Put it on the numbers, you um, damn idiot. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing that concerned me with this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know the defense. Did I expect good? Auburn to lose? No, Mm-mm. but um, yeah, I say the defense played good. They didn't play that good, but Bonix sucks. Yeah, I, I didn't. I hoped Bonix would have played better, but uh, he didn't. So. Yeah, so that sucked. Started it off bad. My lock of the week was not a lock. Uh, it was the opposite. Um, but then, and we so we were both on Auburn. Then we both had, uh, so the rest of our picks, all the same. So we went on a good run here. We had Alabama, Oregon, Georgia, and Cincinnati, all winners. Alabama minus seven, beat down Jim Harbaugh and the uh, Michigan Wolverines. He's got to go. His khaki's got to go. He's not good. Um we're going to come back to the Oregon game. I'm going to let you take that one. But we had uh, Georgia minus five in the Sugar Bowl. That defense, man, we tried to tell you all, that defense, even a shorthanded defense, 
too much for Baylor. Matt Rule was already had a foot out the door. Uh, Cincinnati minus seven, easy money. And then we had the Oregon Ducks plus three. We highly recommended them on the money line, but obviously all of our picks are against the spread. Uh, how was this game for you? Oh, it was a tight one, wasn't it? <laughs> Versus the Wisconsin Badges. Why don't you go ahead and let everybody know. Uh, we posted it on Twitter, but go ahead and let everybody know, all the listeners, what you did for this one. So I placed a substantial amount of money on Oregon on the money line, and look, as I'm walking in, so I'm out of town this past weekend, right? I go to, um, for this whole past week, basically, after the... You went to Joe Burrow land. Yeah, I went to Cincinnati. Uh, sports betting is illegal in Ohio. However, right next door in <laughs> Indiana, it is legal. So <laughs> I took a trip to Indiana. I walk inside the sports book. I grab a sheet. Oregon's plus 120 on the money line. As I'm walking in the line, the spread is plus uh, favored by three four for uh, Wisconsin. Uh, the spread's not changing, but I'm looking at the uh, money line and mm-hmm. it's changing. It goes one to one thirty. I got about five people in front of me. Well, one person in front of me goes up. I look at the board. It's done change to one plus one thirty five. I said, holy shit, I'm starting to wig out. Should I place this bet? Should I place this bet? I mean, some late money's coming in on Wisconsin. Um, but I said, screw them. They don't know what they're talking about. Oregon's defense, underrated, at, one of the most underrated defenses in the in the uh, NCAA Division One football. Um, so I put over $1,000 on, on Oregon on the money line, and it came to one point, a one-point win for the Ducks. Uh, Brady. Justin Bear. You're the best runner I've ever seen with the foosball, buddy. Three rushing touchdowns. He had one all season, and he rushes for three. Uh, Brady Breeze is a stud. That guy is like the white honey badger. He's the albino honey badger. Yes, I mean – Back and forth game the whole time. You look at it, Oregon only had 200 yards of offense, 204 yeah. yards of offense. Oh, I know. But their defense. I'm telling you, Brady Breeze four, is the four, best. Four forced turnovers, three fumbles, and um, one interception. I, you, I told my dad, I said, Brady Breeze is the best player on the field. I said, watch him, 25. He's the one who picked up the punt. That got dropped and returned it for a touchdown. He forced a fumble. He was all over the field. He's the guy that we were watching against Utah. He was the one in that fourth and short. Came flying up and slammed Zach Moss short on the fourth and one. That dude is a ball player. I, I like that dude. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, if you got the name Brady Breeze, I mean, uh, you're destined for greatness. Come on. So if you're looking at this game, I mean, look, Wisconsin dominates in most statistical categories, but all you – all bowl, late this season, I'm starting to realize that third down percentages and turnovers are the most significant stats that determine the out, outcome of a game. And Oregon, all year, been very good, especially in terms of turnovers and in, in third down margin. In this game, neither one of these teams did good on third down, but Oregon's protected the football all year and forced a lot of turnovers. Wisconsin, on the other hand, Shaky quarterback, uh, J- Jonathan Taylor fumbled the ball in the first half. That led to a, uh Oregon score. And, I mean, look, you look at it, 
you look at the stats, um, they rushed for 136 yards, only 3.7 yards per carry for Wisconsin, but but the turnovers were the big difference maker in this one for sure. Four turnovers for uh, Wisconsin, only one for Oregon. And yeah, I mean, look, after I'm first, I'm listening to the game, uh, streaming it, and uh, I see Oregon scores a touchdown. Justin Abair runs it in. I said, hell yeah. <laughs> and then my screen goes black. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I got this freaking jackass announcing the kickoff. The, insu- the next kickoff, he's saying, Oh my God! Is 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 he gonna take it all away? <laughs> he is touchdown Wisconsin. I said, "Fuck!" <laughs> Momentum down the drain, <laughs> and then Oregon gets the ball back. Justin A. Bear throws an interception. Yep. Granted, it was a great play by the defender. Yeah, it was. Uh, he ho- was he hovered a around the line and he jumped up right at the right moment and and, and intercepted the ball. It was like, oh, all of a sudden mm-hmm. you had all this momentum, and it got basically flipped exactly over t- yep. to the Wisconsin Badgers. But Oregon Ducks, still a tough team to beat. They played close games all year long, Resiliency. won most of them. Resiliency. Uh, lost a close one to Arizona State and uh, another one to Oregon. But this one, they, they got it done. So I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> what does Jameis Winston say? That's a W. The biggest bet he placed all year, $1,200 on the money line. I mean – Come on, we told y'all we're putting our money where our mouth is. So every pick we tell y'all, we're betting these picks, all right? We're not just giving these out. Oh, yeah, and I had a fill. They made me fill out uh, a, tax form. a W-9. So <laughs> officially for 2020, I have made however much money I want on that bet. <laughs> oh, man, that's when you know you're doing something right That's when you're winning a bet and they're making you fill out taxes. At the same time, that kind of sucks, though. But, all right, so, like I said, we went off on a, a good stretch there. Alabama, Oregon, Georgia, Cincinnati, all winners. We had Tennessee minus two and a half, loser. Uh, Garantano, you suck. Um, we had Ohio minus eight, winner. Tulane minus seven, wasn't looking good, winner. 31 unanswered points, I think it was. You got to love it. Um, the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, hope the school burns to the ground. Y'all suck. Uh, they won. They did not cover the spread. Y'all suck um the games from the week before that rolled over to this episode virginia plus 15 winner virginia tech minus three not a winner arizona state minus four what does our uh what does uh herm say you play to win the game they did just that and they won by more than four navy minus two malcolm perry might be the best player in the country uh wyoming minus seven easy cover I had Utah minus seven. Not good. He had Texas plus seven. Good pick. Um, so yeah, boy, how much I would have liked to have that one on the money line. Yeah, I bet. Didn't feel as confident. Know. Look, I thought, look, I knew Texas was going to rise to the occasion because they always rise to the occasion for the bowl games. I didn't know damn they Sam over, Ellinger was thinking he was coming back. They overplay for for the bowl games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just what they did. Utah. Herman needed this win. Too. Fell apart at the end of the year. Many people thought they were going to be in the college football playoff. Yep. God only knows how that would have went for them. <laughs> I know. My God. They'd have been playing us. So, yeah. not good. <laughs> um, all right. So, 10-5 and five on the week for me, 11-4 and four on the week for Nick. So, these – I mean, we're done. This is it. We've got one game left. Uh, so, our record's going into the national championship game. I'm sitting at 78-56-1. and one. 
Nick is sitting at 66, 49, and 2. Overall record for Big Easy Bets, 82, 66, and 2. That is damn good. That is very good. If you don't think that's good, you don't know what you're talking about, and you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast. Um, I don't know what else to say other than that's pretty damn good. You got anything to say? That's good. <laughs> when do we get a Rodriguez jersey back here? Uh, don't worry about that. All right. You like it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's nice. Um, Looks like our college football records may be doing a little bit of that juice, too. Huh? We've got some controversial jerseys up here. we got A-Rod. we got Johnny Manziel. we got Michael Vick. we got got uh, Steve Gleason. Not a controversial jersey, but he's got uh, what? Oh, your boy Johnson. Who's oh Magic Johnson? A little bit of controversy yeah, there, definitely. sleeping with strippers. I know. Come on, how'd you get the AIDS? You just what? Airborne? Come on. Uh, yeah, no, this is the wall of controversial jerseys, without a doubt. Um, but that's what we do. That's what that's what we're all about. Um, so yeah, eighty-two, sixty-six, and two going in the national championship game. There's one more pick left. You know what it is. We'll come back to it. Um, NFL NFL games. We had the same picks. Bills, plus three. Push. They blew a 16-point lead because Josh Allen looked like he was a rookie. Uh, Patriots, minus four and a half. They lost. Tom Brady's dead. The dynasty's dead. He says he's coming back. Doesn't matter. He's probably still going to leave. He's getting Patriots fans' hopes up. He'll be in a Titans jersey next year throwing pick sixes. Uh, Saints, minus eight. Mm, We're going to leave that there. Uh, Seahawks, minus one and a half. My big easy bet of the week. Winner. Carson Wentz hurt again. Ten-man. Concussion. I think he might be dead. Uh, you've got Saints as your big easy bet. Not good, but you had Oregon. We both went one and one on our locks of the week. That brings me overall to 15 and three, brings you to 16 and 12. Uh, that's nice. That's good. Um, we're only as good as our big easy bets, so we're positive on both of them. Overall for the NFL, that brings me to 45, 46, and four. That brings Nick to 39, 37, and three. Combined record for big easy bets, 50. 47 and two we're in the home stretch we're in the green like i said we would be i tell no lies all right truth teller so that'll wrap up the nfl picks um we will make our picks for obviously the game this weekend for college biggest game of the season the lsu tigers are in the national championship just like we said they would be playing the Clemson Tigers, who also play at what they call is Death Valley, but there's only one Death Valley, and we know where that is. So we're looking at a spread of, it's now stretched to six. was five and a half. Now it's six. I mean, we, I mean, we know who we're picking. We're picking LSU. Yeah. Um, I don't love it. Do you want to? Um, so, yeah, LSU minus six. I, I like it. Um <laughs> We were talking earlier this week, and we were saying, oh, yeah, that five and a half worries us. But um, after looking at it a little more, I feel a bit more comfortable. Even with it at six, I think LSU can win this game by at least a touchdown. It wouldn't shock. Let's put it this way. The way this season's been going, if we win by 14-plus, I'd be like, "Mm, that's pretty consistent with what we've done all year. And then you can't argue that this is the best college football team of all time. And Joe Burrow has had the greatest single season for a college quarterback in the history of this sport. So if we do that, you got to acknowledge what he's doing. It's the greatest season of all time. 
you can't argue better with the top 10 victories. I think it was the most in 80 years. Then you tack on this. You tack on beating the number four team last week, two weeks ago. And now we're playing basically the best defense in the country. If he lights it up, I mean, I've been saying, bet the, bet the house on Burrow. Mortgage, mortgage the house for Burrow. Sell the farm. Do whatever you got to do. Get Joe Burrow to be your quarterback. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm taking LSU minus six. You're taking LSU minus six. You got any uh, analysis on this game? I mean, we we, we know these two teams. LSU best in the nation on offense. Um, 564 yards per game. Clemson, however, is not far behind doing 538 yards per game. Uh, defense advantage for Clemson only allowing 264 yards per game, but um, – LSU is allowing 340 yards per game. And don't get it twisted, though, man. We've got we've got some players on the defense. Yeah, don't let this stat um, sway you to bet Clemson because let me let you know something. LSU's defense is the past five games has been playing its best all year, yep. and it's looking like the old LSU defenses yep. of the past that used to carry the football team. Uh, turnovers, Clemson has an advantage here, plus 16 on the season. That's really, 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 really good. Uh, LSU's, however, doing pretty good too. Plus nine on the year. Yep. Um, third down efficiency. LSU's one of the best in the nation on offense, uh, converting at almost fifty-one percent. Um, Clemson, forty-six percent on third downs. Part of that third down conversion, though, we don't wind up on too many third downs. A lot of times, we're scoring on first and second downs. Yeah. So. Look, I think um, somebody was telling me it was like the Florida game. Or something. We only had like yeah. two or three third downs that game. <laughs> um, third down. Remember what I said about the defense just a moment of go, a moment ago. Third down defense this year for LSU only allowing thirty percent of their con- uh, opponents' conversions. I mean that's damn good. Clemson's defense is good on third down too, allowing thirty one percent. But um, here's where these stats get. Interesting is because LSU's red zone offense, one of the best in the nation, converting ninety seven percent of their uh, red zone trips and and get, getting almost seventy nine percent of those trips ending in touchdowns. Um, Clemson's offense is doing a little bit uh, not as good, but um, still good. Eighty eighty seven percent they convert. Uh, 75% result in touchdowns. Uh, their Clemson's red zone defense is here where it's at. For, from all the analytics that I just read off before this last one, I would say, okay, LSU by seven or seven to eight points. Mm-hmm. But the key here is Clemson's red zone defense, only allowing 75% of their red zone opponents' red zone trips to end in points. And then they only allow 37, uh, 35.7 of those trips to end in touchdowns. Which translates to very good. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Ohio State game, uh, they had three red zone trips that ended in field goals when they had a 16 to nothing lead. I mean, you look at that, those ended in touchdowns, they got 28, <coughs> 28 to not, nothing lead, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a, the story of an in, unstoppable force versus an immovable object. Something's got to give, though. And, and then I, uh, LSU's red zone defense, 
pretty good as well, only allowing their opponents to score 76% of the time. 63% of those are are touchdowns. But, look, to me in this game, you look at uh, the differences in, in the teams. Yeah. Uh, one team's uh, strength is a defense. The other team's strength is an offense. Um, to me, LSU's defense, though, uh, is better than what they're statistically advertised as, and uh, I, I expect them to to hold, um, especially if they can key on Travis Etienne. To me, Etienne's their best player. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you, yeah, you stop him. Don't I let think him catch if you key on him, our defensive backs are good enough to to maintain those good receivers for sure. Yeah, but one of the best defensive backfields in the country on LSU side of the ball. Uh, Clemson to me has some suspect areas in that. And their defensive backs. Yeah, um, no. Ohio State was the better team for the majority of that game. It took Clemson to get a multiple splash plays to uh, finally get some points on the board. Yeah, and I mean, uh, 15-yard penalties as well yeah. for Clemson to win that game. Yeah, questionable targeting call. Um, yeah. yeah, I think looking at this game, I feel fairly comfortable. I wouldn't place a whole lot of money on it, but uh, I do feel <laughs> comfortable placing a decent amount of money on this game. LSU, uh, it's minus six now. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, look, LSU's going to win this game. I don't think that there's going to be any stop in LSU. No doubt about it. The question is, will they win by a touchdown or, or more? Mm-hmm. So you can cover the cover the spread with a bet. But um, I need LSU to win this game for my sanity. Please don't let me down, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I mean – I think anybody would tell you if Joe Burrow was quarterback in the Ohio State Buckeyes, they would have won that game easily. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, come down to fields, he threw two interceptions in there in, in that last game, uh, and Joe Burrow is not going to do that. He's going to throw touchdowns, and he's going to convert on third down. And LSU has too many weapons, and Clemson's just—I don't think that they're going to have enough, even though their defense is statistically very good. Um, to me, they were kind of exposed by Ohio State last week, even though their red zone defense stepped up. I don't know how – I don't think it's going to – I don't think their red zone defense is going to be as good at um, playing against LSU, who's one of the best in the, in the nation on offense in the red zone. All right. So, yeah, I, I like LSU minus six. Yeah, that's the only play here. I mean, let's be honest. Um, All right, give me a bold prediction for the game. Hmm. Um, I guess I'm going to take a page out of your book and I'm going to say Derek Stingley <laughs> takes a touchdown back to the house for, oh, a, okay. for a punt return. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was going to say Derek Stingley takes pick six to the house. That was going to be mine. I'm a big Derek Stingley guy. I mean, it's hard not to be. Um, The guy's a stud. But, yeah, no, either one of those. If, if either one of those happens, we're winning the game without a doubt. So, And we're covering the spread. You get a pick six or you get a punt return for a touchdown and help out that offense, that's all you need. Um. So, yeah, LSU minus six. That's the pick there uh, for college. Last pick of the year. It's been a hell of a year. It's been a very profitable year. Um, All right, let's move on to these NFL picks real quick, and then we got a little XFL football we're going to be talking. Um, First game, Saturday, 335. You got the 49ers versus the Vikings. Um, I'm taking the 49ers here minus seven. I think they kicked the shit out of Minnesota. I don't like Minnesota for obvious reasons. Um. For more than more more than one reason, I I think that defensive line is going to get after Kirk Cousins. It's going to be a long day for him. 
Lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. Sorry, Kirk. Uh, I'm taking the Niners minus seven. Yeah, I like the 49ers well at home. Um, they've been very good at home this year. Uh, 49ers, ability to run that uh, that outside zone. It's a hard thing to stop. The Ravens do something similar with Lamar Jackson. It's why they're probably going to play in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um 49ers minus seven. I think the Vikings played one of their best games mm-hmm. last week, and it's not going to happen again. And when you look at um, when the Vikings beat the Saints two years ago, yeah, they played Philadelphia the next week. I think and they got, got beat thirty-eight to seven yep. against uh, a team that many people thought the Saints would have beaten and yeah. played for the for the Super Bowl that year. Definitely, they, the Vikings shouldn't have been there that year. They shouldn't be there where they are. So this I year. expect Ch- uh, Choke Cousins. To uh, choke yet again in, in, in a big game, uh, 49ers are going to win this one by double digits, in my opinion. I agree. I'm on the same, I'm on the same boat. Um, all right, next one. You got the Titans versus the Ravens. Baltimore, 10-point favorites. This game's in Baltimore, 7-15, night game. Who do you like? Um, I'm going with the Titans, plus 10, because <laughs> um, good defense – I know that offense for the Ravens is something difficult to stop, but uh, I think that if the Titans can establish the run, that they'll be able to keep this game relatively close. I think ten is a bit much. I mean, yeah. What's up with the AFC? I'm honestly this is the playoffs. I'm kind of surprised. I thought you would be on the Ravens, uh, so I was going to throw a monkey wrench in there, and I'm on the Titans too. Uh, you got Derrick Henry leading the league in rushing, and I've said all year I can't backtrack from it now. If Lamar Jackson finds himself down 10 points or more. Really, I mean, even a touchdown in the fourth quarter, if he's down seven and he's got to throw the ball, he's going to make a mistake. You got Mark Ingram banged up with a calf injury, hadn't been practicing. I'm sure he'll probably still suit up, but he's definitely not going to be 100%. Tannehill playing okay, not good against the uh, uh, Patriots, but it didn't matter. That defense is good for uh, Tennessee, and they've got, as of right now, I mean, I guess you can make an argument for the best running back in the league, so... Over fifteen hundred. Derrick Henry's very good in cold weather. Yeah, and um, and that's when you need a running back most. When you look at Derrick Henry's first few years, been very good toward the end of the season. Yep. Even when he's gotten off to some slow starts, he turns it up towards the end of the season. And when the Titans are in the playoffs, he plays well. So you got to keep that in mind here. I'm going with Titans getting ten against the Ravens. Yep, me too. Both on Titans plus ten. Um, I'm interested to see how Lamar Jackson. Th- this will be decide. If Lamar Jackson is the real deal or not, I've said it all year. He's going to make a critical mistake. I'm not wishing for it to happen. I hope the guy has success. I'm not wishing for anything negative for him. But you bet with your head, not your heart. And I don't think he's got it. I'm sorry. So we're both on Titans plus 10. You got Texans versus Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City, 10-point favorites going up against the Deshaun Watson-led Texans. So this same same scenario, 10-point spread. Who you like in this one? Yeah, I don't know what's up with the AFC and what's up with Vegas right here, but I know these are some weird. These spreads. are ten point spreads in the division divisional round of the playoffs. I know. So, what's up with that is as you know, usually a ten point spread is something fairly big for the NFL, and and this oh, is the yeah. playoffs. Is it supposed to be competitive or not? Because uh, to me, the Texans are a good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun. Watson is a very good quarterback, and he single-handedly won them the game last week. Um, the Chiefs' defense has been playing better, but 
to me, I think the Texans have enough on offense. And then uh, J.J. Watt being back uh, is another big thing, especially for containing Patrick Mahomes. Keep him in a pocket. Don't let him extend plays. Um, to me, 10 points is too much for the playoffs. Especially, I mean, look, it's the playoffs. These teams are good. They yeah. won last week against other good teams. No, they did. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but I'm taking the Chiefs here. I am. I'm taking the Chiefs with the 10. I don't love it, but the Texans are going to lay an egg, I feel like. The Texans don't put together multiple good weeks in a row. They're a wishy-washy team. They went out. They got down 16 to uh, sixteen to Buffalo. If they get down 16 against Kansas City, they're not making that comeback. The Chiefs defense has been playing well as of late. Uh, they got the Honey Badger back there. They've been getting after the quarterback a little more. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to assert himself in this playoffs. The Chiefs, uh, as of right now, I think the Chiefs are my favorite to come out of the FC to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're mine as well. I just, <coughs> I think the Chiefs are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that even if the Titans lose to the Ravens, that the Chiefs are going to beat the Ravens in, in Baltimore next week. But to me, ten points is a lot for for both of these AFC games. I mean, I think. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, that's when what they it say, comes like, down to it. What's the? I don't know the statistic exactly, but I think it's like seventy percent of games are decided by four points or less in the NFL. So. I mean, these are professional teams. Most of these games are close. The so. Texans are still good. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to think about Deshaun Watson's ability to uh, run the ball a little yeah, bit, extend to extend plays. plays, similar to what Mahomes does, but Mahomes is a more talented thrower. Yeah, Watson has that it factor, too. He's got that Russell Wilson it factor. Yeah, he definitely he makes plays I mean, when, we, the we moment, saw it, when we it saw matters it. most. We saw it in the last game. He gets pancake by two guys and yeah, somehow, I couldn't believe that wasn't somehow stays on his unreal feet. no yeah that was very impressive um that's what Dabo Sweeney called him the Mike, closest thing to Michael Jordan he's ever seen so he's got that it factor so you're on the Texans minus or plus 10 I'm on the Chiefs minus 10 um final game of the divisional round uh, you got the Seahawks versus the Packers Packers four point favorites in Lambeau Field it's expected to be around 20 degrees going to be a rough one um i'm taking the seahawks i am taking the seahawks plus four like you said these games are close um they got marshall lynch back who i think it, it's a little bit of a smoke and mirrors thing there i said it earlier but he scored a touchdown again <coughs> yeah he did i can't stop coughing man i've been under the weather this whole week you po- compile that with uh my Seasonal depression for the Saints and all that. It's been a rough week for me. Um, so if you keep hearing me coughing, just ignore it. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers has not had that great of a year. I think he's overrated. I don't like him. He's screwed me in fantasy two years in a row. One week go, or one year goes for 60 against me in the Super Bowl. Next year, lays a damn egg in the playoffs for me on my team. So you know what, Aaron Rodgers, fuck you. I don't like him. I, I like Russell Wilson. Uh, the Seahawks should have won. We shouldn't have been playing on wild card weekend. I'm going to go ahead right now and say the Seahawks are potentially my dark horse to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC. How about that? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think, look, last week I said it. I think um, the Seahawks are going to win this football game. And I said, of course, if the Saints would have won, like everyone thought they were g- going to win. Yeah, the the Niner- Saints would be playing Green Bay, yep. and the Seahawks and the 49ers were going to be playing each other. And I'll tell you what, the Niners did not want to play the Seahawks again. The Niners are jumping for joy. 
that they're playing Minnesota. Oh, absolutely. And make no mistake, um, the Seahawks, to me, we're going to have a good chance to beat the Niners mm-hmm. when they play the third time. No, I agree. When you look at the first two, and you come down to, to down to wire in both of them. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're ecstatic that they only have to go through the Vikings now to get to the NFC Championship game. So, so we're both on Seattle. Where, where was that? I don't know. You tell me. Um, somebody called me, and it's all <laughs> messed up. So, um, <laughs> shit. Um, well, that's all I got. The Seahawks. Yeah, so look, Seahawks are going to beat Green Bay. Like you said, <laughs> you think the Seahawks may make it to the Super Bowl? I mean, how? what would that be for, for a future for the NFL? Um, look, you look at the future in the NFC, in terms of quarterback, it's it's Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. hands down. And in the AFC, I know Lamar Jackson's playing good, but make no mistake, Patrick Mahomes Patrick is Mahomes. still a quarterback. Yeah, um, he's alive. And he will have a longer longer career than Lamar Jackson will. Without a doubt. So, um, look, Chiefs and Seahawks, possibly a matchup in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's going to be a damn good game. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Between it, two guys that could meet up there more than once. Yeah. I know. It, it it's gonna be interesting to see what happens this weekend. But um so yeah, we're both on the Seahawks there plus four. Uh just to recap real quick, both on Seahawks plus four. Nick is on the Texans plus ten. I'm on the Chiefs minus ten. Nick is on the actually we're both on the Titans plus ten. And then we are both on the 49ers minus seven. So that'll wrap up our NFL picks. We've got our college pick in for the national championship game. We've got our NFL picks in. Let's move on to the future of football, the XFL. Vince McMahon is back. It's not a joke this time. Uh, There's not going to be girls on the sidelines in little mini pools fighting each other. Um. They released their rules, and it is uh, interesting, to say the least. The highlights of it would be, for me, there's a double forward pass. You can pass it forward behind the line of scrimmage. doesn't have to be a lateral, but you can't go past the line of scrimmage. Pass it forward, you can throw it again. Um, That's interesting. There's only two timeouts. Uh, After you score, so we didn't go over this one. After you score, you don't kick an extra point. You can either decide to go for a one point. You line up and run a one play from a, let's see. Let's see where they line it up at. So you can line up from the two-yard line for one point, five-yard line for two points, or the 10-yard line for three points. Yeah, I like that. 18 point, you down 18, two-score game. Look, to me, these rules are freaking cool. <clears throat> They're different for sure. It's going to be a shit I show. I think that eliminating uh, a chip shot extra point is something that is good for football. Yeah. Uh, if you're familiar with playing any type of flag football, this is how how it works. Mm-hmm. If you play competitive flag football, yeah, usually yeah. you have a one-point, a two-point, and a three-point conversion. To me, watching this with with players that are, are pretty good – Playing full padded football, I mean, it's going to be super interesting. No, I agree. Um, it, it's I mean, going to be a look, shit you're show. You're down by nine. All of a sudden, it's a one possession game. We're still in it. Um, so in the NFL, that wouldn't be the case. So they listed their rules, then they listed the college rules, and they listed the NFL rules, and then they list their rationale on why they're making their rules the way they are. So for the extra point. The NFL has a near-automatic play with its extra point kick. The XFL has created excitement by replacing a kick with a play from scrimmage. 
To provide even more excitement, we have added the opportunity for a three-point play, which means that an 18-point deficit is still a two-point possession or a two-possession game. Fans have told the XFL that the three-point play creates more strategy and innovation for the coaches. Well, they're lying there because they don't have fans, so nobody's telling them anything about more excitement and all that. But I like their style, though. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, they've got – I mean, I'm not going to go through all the rules, but here, we'll go through the double forward pass. If a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has at no time crossed the line of scrimmage. Once the ball has passed the line of scrimmage, no forward passes are permitted. The rationale. The double pass is one of the most exciting plays in football, and the XFL aims to add excitement while maintaining traditional football. The double forward pass updates the rules to make double passes less risky because the first pass may fall incomplete rather than becoming a fumbled lateral. Yeah, I like that rule. Because um, <laughs> which game were we watching? Nick that hates game? the NFL so much. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna like. Anything oh, dude, the I'm the says. biggest proponent of XFL. It's <laughs> I've been freaking telling people about this since last time the Saints got screwed uh, last year. XFL's taking their time. They were around in 2000, and their league failed. Um, this time I don't expect it to fail. Vince McMahon's not in the business of wasting money. <laughs> um, they've taken their time, unlike the AAF that like popped up overnight. The XFL has been rumored for <coughs> three, some, three or more years, and and now they're finally going to be starting their season in the uh, in in February. So I mean, I'm excited. Yep. And you look at the rosters, got some decent players there. The AAF to me, it, it lacked a lot of a, a lot of good players, but I think. These rules that being different from the NFL, it's going to be exciting to see what happens, to say the least. Uh, it's going to be interesting from a betting s- uh, standpoint, though. Yep. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon is actually a minority owner of DraftKings, so there will be a fantasy, a daily fantasy um, style play on DraftKings, and then uh, they're in the works right now with Vegas. So you, you will be able to bet on this, and we will bet on this. We're going to pick it. It's content. We're going to be talking about it. And right now, I guess we're going to try to decide who our team is going to be. Um, you got the D.C. Defenders starting quarterback, Cardell Jones, Ohio State, 12-gauge, how some might uh, know him by. You got the Houston Roughnecks with Phillip Walker at quarterback from Temple. Uh, then you also got Connor Cook, uh, Michigan State quarterback. Don't know who's going to start there. Probably Connor Cook if I had to guess. Um You've got the New York Guardians, Matt McGloin, quarterback, Penn State. Um, also quarterback, you got Marquise Williams of North Carolina. You've got the Dallas Renegades, who I'm leaning towards, I'm not going to lie. you got Landry Jones at quarterback, um, uh, Oklahoma. you got Tommy Lee Lewis, the uh, no-call, one who got clearly pass interfered with, former Saints player. Cameron Artis Payne, who a lot of people might still remember, uh, played for Auburn. Um, who else we got? Lance Dunbar. Sounds familiar. Um, you got the Tampa Bay Vipers. Aaron Murray, old Georgia quarterback. Uh, probably still pretty good. So then you got the C- the St. Louis Battlehawks. Jordan Tiamu. Played at Ole Miss within the last few years. Christine Michelle, Michael Christine Michelle, I think is yeah, former Seattle Seahawks running back. Nah, is it? Yeah, 
He was a backup, but uh, yeah, back in the Lynch days. All righty, let's see. We got the Seattle Dragons. I mean, that's an enticing name right there. Uh, quarterback Brandon Silvers out of Troy. Uh, other quarterback on the roster, they don't have one. He gets hurt. Who knows what they're doing? Um, and he's probably going to get hurt. It's the XFL. Uh, Los Angeles Wildcats. You got Louis, Luis Perez, quarterback, Texas A&M Commerce. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably not good. Um, Elijah Hood, running back from North Carolina. I remember him. Um, That's about all I remember. You got... It's interesting because the way that they did this draft, they drafted these players. Sean Oakman, you remember him from Baylor? Oh, yeah, the big old yeah. boy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the way they did this draft is they drafted by position. Yeah. So, like, it was quarterback round. Yep. And all these players got drafted. Then it was running back round, offensive line round, or something like that, I think. All right, so go ahead. Who are you rolling with? I think my team's going to be the Dallas Renegades. Close in proximity, probably the best quarterback. I don't know. I'm going to wait. I mean, yeah, I guess we can just wait. But To to really choose a team because I want to see – I think Stoops has something to do with Dallas. Does he? Yeah, he's like president or, and maybe the coach. Hey, they have a like, – He's like general they, have a lot of, they got a lot of Oklahoma players. No, so. like looking at the AFL, look, there was a lot of players that uh, – there was a lot of guys that knew what they were doing that set up this le- that mm-hmm. league. Um, but it fa- it went bankrupt before the season ended. Yeah, they're, to me they're, the X the XFL got to their Super Bowl, and then it never had another season. Uh, twenty years ago, however, yeah. they're back. It's twenty years later. They've learned from their mistakes. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. I think they're going to have a lot of a lot more camera views than the NFL mm-hmm. has. Uh, it's something McMahon was tell- talking about when he uh talked about his vision for the game yeah it's gonna be less um wwe like than when yeah, it first it's not came out be as much of a show the players used to have nicknames on the back of their jerseys he, he hate me <laughs> i think uh they got rid of that yeah they did it's gonna be more uh professional yeah, it's gonna be t- it's gonna in, be a in, sport in legitimate it's gonna be a sport more than it is a show which is the way it should be Oh, Ronald yeah. Martin <laughs> i got a picture with Ronald Martin on my instagram he uh caught the game winning interception against Ole Miss, number yep. three Ole Miss uh, that. that year. I remember and that. And shout out Ronald Martin for taking a picture with me. Um, <laughs> who's he play for? The Dallas Renegades. Uh, I'm going with Dallas then, boy. Ronald Martin Jr., <laughs> that's my boy. I'm going with Dallas, no doubt about it. All right. It looks like – I mean, I was already saying Dallas, so it looks like we're on the Dallas Renegades. Um, don't know what the odds are. Don't know what the preseason odds are on uh, these teams. But ten teams in the league – uh, I think it's about a two, three month league. Um, you got games every week, so you got playoffs. You got a little Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. But if there's one thing I know, it's uh, we hand out winners. If there's a football involved, we're handing out winners. So you can, uh, you better believe we're gonna be handing out winners for the XFL too. It's gonna be some growing pains, I'm sure. It's gonna be a little bit of a shit show, but. They'll probably throw a flag if Tommy Lee Lewis gets blindsided. So yeah, I hope the officiating's better than the NFL. Um, to me, XFL could be death to NFL. You never know. Um, I think know. that the XFL has a hard shot of uh, overthrowing the NFL. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, but uh, I'll be damned if I don't root for him. 
We'll see what happens. I've been talking about XFL since after the no call, dude. <laughs> and I've been anticipating this day coming, and it's nearly here. So I think it's February 8th. I'm damn excited. All right, you got anything before we uh, wrap it up? Um, no, nah, January. We're in 2020. It's a new year since the last time. First, first, first recording of 2020. Episode 23. Come a long way. Or are we 24? No, this is episode 23. I believe. Is it 23 or 24? I think it's 23. Nah, it's 23 probably. Yeah, it is. Because last time we were saying the same thing. Yep, 23. We should know it, but we don't. Now we do. Episode yeah, so episode 23. It's 2020. Yep. And the Saints are out of the playoffs. And LSU's playing for the national championship. Like we said they would be. So there's a little bit of a, it's a bittersweet ending to to football season, really, for this last episode of uh, college football. Yep. I mean, imagine if if LSU wasn't playing the national championship, how how we would feel about uh, yeah, Louisiana sports coming to an suck. end. We're hoping LSU wins and then we have some brightness to come back with. Oh, yeah. So, all right. That'll wrap up episode number 23 of Big Easy Bets. We're going to be back next week to recap the national championship game, recap the divisional round of the playoffs, and we're going to be talking some UFC because the king is back, baby. McGregor's coming back to fight Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and you better believe we're going to be talking about that one. Um, follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. We're currently doing a T-shirt giveaway. Uh, we tried to do one for the Saints game. 95% of the people picked the Saints. Uh, we know how that turned out. Go predict a score and give us uh, Joe Burrow's passing yards as the tiebreaker. Predict the score right. You're probably getting sent a Big Easy Bets t-shirt in white or black, whatever size you want. We got them all. Go participate. Doesn't cost anything. Go retweet it if you want. Maybe follow us uh, at Big Easy Bets on Twitter. Go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Give us five stars. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. We're easy to find. We're all over. We're going to be around for a while. Episode 23. That's a wrap. Who that? We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, 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 four